you know, and, and you look at these people who had, who work in the hospitals in in their in, in different clinics, and they're like, okay, I come home and I got to go in the basement, change, rip off those clothes, take a shower, wash those clothes, and come upstairs. And some people are like, I don't go near my kids, and the other people are like, no, I shower and scrub, and you're not going to keep me from my kids, and. Um, you know, I had one guy who is now living with mom who just got out of the hospital and he's going to live with her. He, he doesn't expect her to survive, but he's like, if I put her in a nursing home, I can't visit her because they're on lockdown. Wisconsin, one of six kids. I uh, went in the Marine Corps, did legal secretary for a while. Um, now I'm a service advisor in the auto industry. And I have two boys um, that are grown and moved out and taking care of themselves, which is awesome as a parent. I've got to ask you, mannequins in your yard? I have... Uh, I started out with two, and now I have three mannequins that I put in different outfits and position them different ways and just put little comments out there. Yeah, next to Quick Trip, okay. the Yellow Spanish Ranch, I have mannequins in my front yard. Oh, you live and, in the Yellow Spanish Ranch? I love that. Yes. I've walked by there yes. many times, and I love, like I've said to, I don't know how many people, that I just absolutely love that house. Yeah, yeah. Oh, when this is whenever you feel like or feel comfortable, I would be more than happy to give you a tour. It's, uh, it's, it's. As my mom told me once, people move into a house, Cheryl. This is you. Um, it, you know, she was. I could if I if I ever saw this house, I would know this is what you would live. But I do. I love Lodi. I love the small town feel. I love that when I'm out of an ingredient, I can run across the street and pick something up. When I was married, um, we were up in Minneapolis, and my um, my kid's dad got a job down in Middleton, and we had lived in Columbus many, many years ago, and so we liked Columbia County, but needed to be closer to the Middleton area, and he was driving around looking for houses while I still had the kids in school up in Minneapolis, and Burnsville, not Minneapolis, and uh, he drove into Lodi and just loved the hills and just the littleness of it and looked at a few houses. He had put an offer on this one with the contingency of my approval on it and then looked at two other houses besides it, and I loved this house for the size and the yard and that it was a developed yard. I wouldn't have to plant any trees. It was you know, it was just, I, like, yeah, and so my kids uh, started first, second grade and fourth grade here, and they both graduated from Lodi, and uh, no, it was, I'm glad, and they've moved away, and I still live here, and they expect me to stay here, and I'm enjoying living here. I've made some amazing friends here, 
and I even had my mom living with me for two and a half years and it was, uh, I'd take her out. My friends had met her and it was, it's, it's, uh, I'm glad I'm here. And, you know, one of the nice things is I, you know, I grew up in a bigger family and by moving here, um, no, you know, I had a great family, but I wasn't, nobody knew my family. So I was judged on me, not on, uh, who my relatives were. And so that was a nice thing too. How do you, how has your life been affected by the pandemic now? Um, well, I can't go and visit my mom. So, um, it's a lot of phone calls and a couple of times stood at the window. I'm still working, um, where I work at uh, wild East town Honda. I'm a service advisor. So we're still getting customers, but our staff for the first bit of time, we were down to one third of our service staff, which for what the amount of customers we had coming in was fine. Um, so we were able to keep everything steady. Um, now we're at two thirds of staff. So, you know, I still have contact with people through work. It's just the lack of contact with, uh, family and friends. That's, that's the hard thing. And, um, dealing, not having my library was it's like, this, this is sad. Uh-huh. <laughs> and people may laugh about it, but it's like, I want my, I want my, I want to get my book from the library and I can't. And, you know, going into the, the bank and being able to do transactions in person is hard. Yeah. I'm still doing grocery shopping, but there's other things. It's like, no, well, no, those will have to wait. And luckily the things that can wait are not that important in my life that I have to have it now. Um, so I don't think it's affecting me as bad as it's other people. My kids are grown up, so I'm not having to teach them at home. And man, that, that would have been trying. Um, if my mom had still been living with me, I would not have been able to work. So, you know, luckily that fell into place right when she got, when we had her, um, when she said, yep, it's time for me to go to assisted living. So that came out to be a blessing. Definitely. So, So what kind of things are you seeing, uh, like around your home, out, out and about, grocery stores, that are that's different now or affected by the lockdown? Um, the one grocery store I go to a lot, they I and I was expecting them to do this, and they finally did it. That every other aisle goes a different direction, mm-hmm. and they've got the little marks on the floor. You stay here. They've got the bands not going over to this area. And um, they've got the plastic guards between the people on the, behind the registers and you. And uh, even where I work, the cashier in the parts department, uh, where they're in front of the customers, they've got a plastic guard where there's, they're not, you know, to put between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Where I'm at, they've got tape on the floor that the customers are supposed to stay behind the tape. Um, you know, some people wear the gloves and masks in. Some are wiping down aft as they're getting out. So we don't, we put 
plastic sheeting on. It's interesting to drive around running errands and then see all the cars and the drive-through lines in all these businesses and gone. You know, and I'm sitting there looking, like, there's 12 cars in that line, and I'm sitting there going, well, you must really want that food if you're waiting for that many cars before you can order and get your food. And it's like, it's it's interesting. Um, I, I don't even know how to describe it. Yeah. It, it amazes me what businesses they're letting be open and which ones they aren't, you know, like. You know, we can use Walmart and Target example, and I don't go into them because I don't need anything at those stores. But do they have the clothing departments banned off? Because it's like, why should people be able to go wandering around buying clothes there when they can't go into anybody else's clothing stores? Mm -hmm. You know, that to me isn't fair. Um, I feel bad for the dentist and the hairdressers um, because, you know, Unless it's an emergency, yeah, you can still go to the dentist, but some, you know, people, their mental stability is going to the hairdresser or the massage. I'm not concerned about me getting this illness, but how is this affecting these businesses even, you know, six months, a year, year and a half down the line? Mm -hmm. You know, you got these people with businesses paying rent and they're not making any money. Right. And that's that's the sad part of this whole thing. My acupuncturist just reopened her office, but she had to move it from where she was at because her office was in the in the lower level of an assisted living, and they're on a lockdown. So she's got a temporary different place, and it had been over two months before I'd seen her. In the week, I I texted her one week like, "Oh my God, I can tell I haven't seen you in two months. I'm." And and I could feel my anxiety, what I would consider my anxieties coming on. And she goes, Cheryl, I can, uh, got I'm delivering herbs to people. If you want, I can meet you in the parking lot. And she was able to, you know, give me a couple needles in the ears. And, you know, I could feel a difference. And I finally got the needles in the rest of my body last week. And, yeah, I, it, I, I, I'm glad I could because it was, it's a calming thing for me. like that you know stories and and you know i know i'm particularly missing baseball right now one of those markers that you use to fill the days and mark the time passage of time and you know, you know and i i got friends that would go to they'd get a, a a limb or something and they'd go to the you know the opening game and it's they can't do that and it's like or the people wanting to go camping and you know, I love doing these 10K walks. Well, the businesses that these starting maps are in are closed. So you can't go in there and get your map and do these walks. So it's like, I think that, to me, that's that's the hardest thing hitting me is I just can't go to certain places and go walking around and um, yeah. checking out different places. You know, yeah, you can go up to the state parks now, but again, 
how many people are there. And if, again, I'm not worried about the contact, but the fact that there's so many people there and we're still supposed to have spacing, it's like, not you're all just going to drive me nuts. I'm just going to stay away from those places for now. Well, I came home one day and there was like at the top of the Ice Age Trail in Lodi on the south side of town, there must have been 10 cars there. And I'm like, okay, I hope they're not anywhere. You know, I mean, yeah, because in each car you figure and there's one or two people, they're at least, you know, at least one, if not two. And it's like, I'd like to go up to Gibraltar, but, you know, you normally don't care about it. But do I really, you know, not that I'm not, I'm trusting that they're healthy because if you're going to cry in Gibraltar, you're healthy. But it's like, it's just we're supposed to have this social distancing I'm going to try when I can to honor it I really haven't worried about it you know because we all know as employees if we're not feeling good we better stay home because if any of us as employees are there and are are sick that shuts the business down for two weeks and as a customer I'm praying that those who are bringing their vehicles in are healthy because, you know, shame on you for coming in. You know, I had one lady who we actually went and picked her car up at her house because she's going through chemotherapy, but she has to still go to her doctor's appointment and nobody could bring her car over. And I said, I've got drivers. We'll come and pick it up. Um, just leave it out in your driveway with the key in it. He'll be there soon. There's no contact. You pay over the phone. We'll deliver the vehicle back. And so we didn't come anywhere near her and then when she got back and this was before they really started doing the hard shutdown of cleaning everything down her she her, you know her family was yelling at her don't you get that oil change and she goes well they picked up my car they delivered it we did it over phone I didn't talk to anybody and they were just amazed because like I said you know so in those things that was fun helping her with that um but these people who stand out the store screaming and going, I don't want to come in. I don't trust you people, but you need to do this for me. It's like, why are you here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so it'll be in a, in a year or two, you know, we'll all look back and go, we'll either think it was worth it or go, this was so stupid, crazy, you know. And it's not until they're going to open it up and let us let us contacting each other again that, you know, and if people start getting sick and then they have, do they shut down or do they go, okay, you know, it's. Have you had any unexpected positive things come out of the, this uh, whole situation? Oh, you know, I haven't had any, any depressing things. Um, just it's, it's, um, I guess, I guess how I was, oh, let's see. Um, when customers come in to have work on the vehicle, I'll ask them, are you still working through this? And then I'll find some people, yeah, I still got to go to work. And I'll go, oh, where do you work? And I had in one week, I had five people who worked in five different hospitals in what department, three of them were emergency room employees. And so I had one that was at the UW Hospital on the east side, one at UW, one at the Children's Hospital. I had one at the Baraboo Hospital and one at St. Mary's. You know, so it's fun talking to them about what's going on at work. I had one guy who works, he is the manager of two different UPS 
um, transfer stations. Well, so he's got to be like, so it was, it was neat to see who's working at home, who's working at their facilities, what type of jobs they have, um, the parents who are working from home, but yet every now and then have to go somewhere and how fun to find out how they're doing with homeschooling. And so it's changed my conversations on what do we talk about, not just their vehicle, but how are they handling it? And for most of the people who are coming in, they're very positive. You know, they're, they're not swearing at anybody. You know, there are irritations, but they're handling it. So when you're talking to people, what are their, um, what have their attitudes been about the, the lockdown and the virus and everything? I imagine it probably runs the gamut. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. It's anywhere from this is a farce to, um, we're not taking it seriously enough. Um, it's, uh, you know, and I work really hard at keeping my opinion to myself because if it's not the same as theirs, I don't want them taking it out on our business. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but even then I work with some people who are like, this is, they they don't think it should be as strong as it is. And other people are like thinking, why aren't we wearing fast masks and gloves? And it's like, why don't you try and talk on the phone with that? Since I live alone, it makes life easy. Um, the, the only conflict I have is how quickly am I going to clean my dishes? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's <laughs> nobody fighting that they're bored. And, you know, if I'm bored, it's my problem. And I'll find something to do if it's cleaning out some closets or going outside and doing yard work or deciding how am I repositioning my mannequins. Um <laughs> You know, because I try and change their their uh, their little saying every week, and so today is my day to do that. Um, it was I was I had luckily I had some free books somebody had given me that were my backup safety stash, and I've had to start reading those because the library was closed, and now I'm finally getting books and DVDs from the library. You know, it's watching people walk by, and I, I guess that's my, my greatest thing, is after I've repositioned my mannequins, people coming by to see what I've done, and they're either laughing or, or shaking their head or something, and uh, so I get the enjoyment of watching them look at my mannequins. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a neighbor across the street who goes, it's so fun to watch the people who stop by and look at your mannequins, and I'm like, I'm glad other people are getting joy out of this. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody had once told me that everybody has to be cremated, and then, and then I asked her, and she goes, "No, if they're wanting a funeral, they're just their body has to stay out the in in the the locker longer." And I had made that comment to somebody they recently, and I, my mouth doesn't always have a filter, and they were holding off on a funeral, and this was before the COVID issue, and I'm like, "Your grandpa died." 
three weeks ago. So has he been in the the, the on in the cooler this whole time? And one friend goes, Cheryl, and I go. I'm sorry, and 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 the guy laughing is, you know, like that's just such a Cheryl comment. He didn't think any. He goes, yeah, I thought the same thing, and yeah, he's had to stay down in the coolers until we could, you know, all get together and do the funeral because everyone was so spread out, and where he had lived to where the funeral's going on, and I'm going, and I'm even mentally thinking, how is this affecting how he's going to look in the casket because he's been in the cooler and again there's my mind going off in all these weird tangents. <laughs> you know, and then you have the people who give their bodies to science. Well, you know, you have even the um, the medical school in Madison that can take cadavers. Well, school's not happening. So are they letting the, are they going to let, how long are they letting those cadavers stay there? And, you know, do they say, nope, we don't need any more because we've got enough that, um, or will they decline any bodies that die between this period in case it has COVID or, and the one friend told me that COVID stays alive for two days after death. It's on the third day of testing that she said they found that the COVID is finally considered um, inactive. So do you have any specific books or shows that you've been watching to pass the time? Uh, well, I got my son's nut. He gave me his Netflix account. So I started, oh my gosh. Um, I finished Lost in Space, the, the new one. Um, I started watching, there was one on a heist or something. And there's a lot of interesting ones out there. And it's like, and the problem is I don't want to do it all the time because Ozark, I started watching. And then all of a sudden you start watching it. And the next thing you know, you're, you watch the next show and it's four hours later and you've done nothing but watch a TV show. And it's like, Oh my gosh, I got to get away from this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then I kind of started watching this one called money heist. And it's like, it's like, should I walk away from the TV? Walk away from the TV. Right. <laughs> um, how do you feel about the responses from uh, different levels of government about the lockdown and the pandemic? Oh, my God. I don't even like going there um, because yeah. I sit there. I, I don't watch any of the podcasts or news on it because it's just, depending on which um, – TV station or radio station you listen to, they all bend it. Mm -hmm. um, I just look at how hard it is on those small business owners mm -hmm. um, that can't do their businesses. And, the or, you know, the business owner who he's got employees and they're shut down. Well, you know, does he pay them unemployment? Does he give them that share of the compensation, put themselves on unemployment? Um, the one thing that scares me, yeah, the government's giving, handing out all this money left and right. Okay, so how eventually is my taxes paying for this? Mm -hmm. that, that's the thing that is scaring me the most is my taxes will have to cover this money we're giving out. You know, and if we increase our taxes, everybody's going to complain. But at what point is our our debt out there so ridiculously stupid that 
you, you know, will we, how are we going to recover from it? If there's one person you could see face to face right now that you can't, who would it be? Um, my, my younger son, Colby. He's, I think of my two boys, he's the one who's having a harder time handling this. Is he? Yeah. Uh, yeah, is he uh, still working right now or is he? He's kind of, they're on limited hours. And so that's hard. And for him, you know, yeah, he can sit and play video games all day long, but um, after a while, that stagnant is, it's a depressant for people. And to get out of that depression, it's a hard thing. So he, I talked to him and he gets to start going back to work next Monday. So that's exciting. It'll just be nice to be able to hug people again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I have hugged a couple people and it's like, I know we're not supposed to, but and they're like, I don't care either. And like, okay, we needed that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>